Welcome to the Mindful Moments for Families and Schools podcast. This is Kelly Winkler, your host. If you are a parent or a teacher who would like to have a more peaceful, calm, and centered environment, then you are in the right place. In this podcast, we will learn to weave yoga and mindfulness into your daily routines to help both you and your children be able to regulate your emotions, feel connected, and be resilient. I'm excited to share these incredible tools with you, so let's get started. Welcome back to Mindful Moments for Families and Schools. This is your host, Kelly. I'm excited today to have on Mandy DeGenero. Mandy is a mom of an eight-year-old little girl and also has a busy career. Over the years, Mandy's career has gone from working in fashion to the hospitality industry and to eventually the real estate industry. About six years ago, Mandy was sick and tired of always being sick and tired. And she decided to also take health and wellness into her life as a priority. That has led her to build her own wellness business. She is so passionate about sharing with others, and she is excited about what the future holds for her wellness business. I'm excited today. We are going to be talking all about how to use mindfulness practices and get your child and you on a healthy start of eating healthy and paying attention to all the things that you are putting in your body. So let's dive in. Mandy? Thank you, Kelly. So happy to be here. Oh, I'm so happy to have you. I always like to start out our interviews with uh, you just introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about you and your journey in parenting. Sure, I'd be happy to. So I am actually an executive assistant and client services manager for a busy real estate exec by day. <laughs> and <laughs> I have a health and wellness business by life. Nice. Um, I have an eight and a half year old, very spunky, very charismatic little girl uh, who happened to arrive four weeks early. <laughs> she mm -hmm. was ready to come out and uh, she spent eight days in the NICU. Um, so of course, you know, that always, I think makes any parent want to be very extra protective over their, their little ones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, for much of her childhood, she actually suffered with colds constantly. I always felt like, you know, I know kids get sick a lot, but I felt like my daughter was sick every two to three weeks. It was crazy. Always needed a nebulizer and she, she'll kill me for saying this. She also suffered from constipation. Mm. I tried everything <laughs> in the book at that time. Um, and when I stopped breastfeeding, I found that milk wasn't really helping that. And I, she actually was better with soy milk. Um, and I really never gave that much thought, um, like the whole gut connection in relation to sinus inflammation and constipation. Um, although over the years, I've really become much more aware of, you know, dairy and non-dairy and gluten-free versus gluten and all this stuff through just, you know, recent years of research and a lot of trial and error with this. Um, but now I have a child who's so aware of what she eats and her favorite food is broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> 
which not many people can say about their eight-year-olds. It's just no, pretty funny. That's funny. And my six-year-old is, she, she loves it too. She dips it in ketchup, but huh? we, we look past that and she's eating the broccoli. Yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. Hey, listen, whatever it takes, <laughs> then you'll wean her into hummus one of these days. There you go. <laughs> um, you know, and I, I say, listen, as long as you know, they're not going to always be healthy, but if I can, you know, just make little, little uh, steps along the way, I love, you know, she's very willing to try new foods and give healthier foods a shot. And I've always had the belief of everything in moderation. So I always say, just try it. If you don't like it, don't eat it, but give it a try. And a lot of the times, I'm sure, you know, your pediatrician has probably told you the same. Sometimes the kids need 10 to 15 tries of something to even acquire a taste for it. So they might hate it the first time and love it by time five or 10. So even what they don't like one time, they might eventually like at some point. Yes. Even, even us adults, right? I mean, absolutely. Probably until my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. I know it's that it's a struggle getting kids to try new things. And, and even I know some very strong willed adults that are still resistant some to to many things. So yeah. ma- many parents struggle at mealtimes with with children. So what are some of the common struggles that you hear from parents about getting their children to eat healthy or to try new things? Oh boy. I would say (laughs) I have like three main things that I'm told all the time. And they are either number one is my child won't eat any vegetables. Mm. Uh, Number two is my child is such a picky eater. And number three, I would say (laughs) uh, in my top three would be my child eats like three things, chicken fingers, pizza, and pasta. Those are like, literally, I mean, I could just put a a record on and just put it on repeat, because those are the main things people say all the time. Yeah, I've heard those myself and experienced some of those with my with some of my four four children. Right. And I'm sure each one is very different. Absolutely. Yep. They have different likes and dislikes and, and different um, sort of little hang ups when it comes to food. And I think that, uh, getting kids to be open to trying new things. And, you know, like you said, with your daughter, like you don't have to eat it, but you just give it a try. And if you don't like it, you don't have to finish. I think that's a a great way to look at it. But I I know a lot of kids that, you know, struggle with different textures or, you know, just, you know, getting, feeling very stressful around, around mealtimes. So that's an an interesting point you brought up. I think there is, you know, sensory things sometimes too, with children, you know, every, every, it is different, right? And it comes with it's with food, it's with learning, it's with activities, hobbies, everything. But in the food vein, since that's what we're kind of focusing on, um, sensory is a big thing. There's a lot of kids who won't eat. I mean, even my daughter, we have a smoothie every single morning, but I have to get it like completely smooth. Like she doesn't like when there's chunks. Yes. On yeah. You know, she- smoothie every day and every day I pretty much do the same thing but there are certain days she'll be like oh I'll be like wait how come you didn't drink it all today oh it was too chunky (laughs) right yeah it has to be just right or the smells sometimes are tough my my oldest daughter who's almost 17 she has a very strong sense of smell so that was hard when she was little and it still bothers her now sometimes like if she just doesn't like the smell of something even if she's eaten it before or just it smells off to her for some reason she she won't eat it or you know, it just, she gets turned off very easily because she has this strong sense of smell. 
So I think sensory is is a huge um, struggle for for a lot of a lot of families. Sensory issues when it yeah. comes to have food. You ever, have you ever asked had her like hold her nose before and just like try something? <laughs> yes, when she was little, we would try that. Um, you know, and and she's of course now she's seventeen, so she's gotten much better about it. But you know, she's still like is <laughs> is you know the first one to smell when I'm cooking something or, you know, like something is different, you know, she's, she's the first one to be, she could be all the way upstairs in her room and the kitchen is downstairs. And she's the first one to be like yelled out, like, what are you making? (laughs) You know, I smell it. So um, yeah, she just has a very strong sense of smell, which is, which is interesting. Well, I know that you, you have um, in the company that you work for, it's uh, you have a program that's called Healthy Starts for Families. Can you tell us about that program? And I know there's like four basic pillars that it focuses on. And I, I really liked the way they had this laid out. I'd love to for you yeah. to tell us about that. Sure, I would love to. Um, so basically, we, we have um, the Healthy Starts for Families basically gives families an opportunity to get our products at no cost for a child from age four through college graduate, which is pretty amazing. Um, We offer um, fruit and vegetable gummies and also capsules. Um, So usually like once, like age 12 and above can, you know, take the capsules if they choose, but people love the gummies. Um, And when when an adult is taking our product, we want their child to, to have the opportunity to have it. And by offering it at no cost, for up to four years. I mean, that's pretty cool. It's kind of like when you go to a restaurant and you have kids night and the kids get to eat for free. Mm, yes. <laughs> you have that kind of similar thing. So I'm happy to you know share that with anybody who's interested in hearing more. But as far as the four pillars go, I love them. They're basically uh, nutrition, fitness, sleep, and hydration. Um, so just to kind of touch upon each of those, um, as far as nutrition goes, um, of Americans do not even eat enough fruits and vegetables every day. Um, I don't know if you know this, but we need seven to 13 servings a day. Athletes actually need even more. Um, So if you hold up your hand and you make a fist, that fist is a serving size. And we need at least seven of those a day. And honestly, there are a lot of people that I deal with that are super healthy. There's, you know, vegetarians. They say, oh, all I do is eat fruits and vegetables. But most people are not getting seven to 13 a day, especially of the entire rainbow. And we really need, you know, the variation because everything kind of does something different to your body. So I find that to be really interesting. And young adults actually eat fewer fruits and vegetables than any other age group, mm. um, which is also interesting because I probably would have guessed the older generation, like <laughs> like my parents, I would think that they actually eat fewer, but it is the young, young adults. Mm, that is um, interesting. Yes. So it's really, really important to try to, you know, to get those fruits and vegetables in every day. Um, So it's not a joke when they say an apple a day. (laughs) (laughs) And then as far as fitness goes, um, you know, kids and teenagers really need to get at least one hour um, of moderate to vigorous physical activity every day. And less than 25% of American children are getting that. And I'm guilty as charged here. I have, (laughs) especially, you know, during COVID, I'm a single mom and my daughter, I'm working full time. Plus I have this side business. It's, you know, it's hectic, right? And and we we try to do the best we can. And then you're the opposite end. You're, you know, busy mom of four. So, you know, it's hard, you know, any way you slice it, but 
hopefully those four kids are kind of playing together outside a little bit. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> um, but, you know, I know, especially with, you know, the pandemic and then of course in the winter, it's hard to, to get an hour of exercise every day or physical activity. So now that it's getting nicer out, I think it makes it a little bit easier. So we, we try to make up for that lost time, but you know, just obviously anything is good, better than nothing. So if somebody says I can't get outside for an hour, then I say, then try for 15 minutes. Cause at least it's something. Yeah. I always say that's when, when creating a new habit for yourself to start small, because sometimes yeah. it can feel overwhelming, like a whole hour. I can't do it. And then people will just not do it at all because they can't get the hour in. Well then start small, do what you can 10, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, work your way up. Right. Exactly. I have at home workouts that I do sometimes. And then even like my daughter likes something on YouTube. I think it's like a go noodle something YouTube yes. workout. Five minutes. But you know what? It's five minutes of mountain climbers, squats, jumping jacks. Like, you know, they move. And she's like, okay, but at least I know that's something she can do every day. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So that's really important. And then, of course, sleep, which I mean, really impacts our whole metabolism. Um, so it's really important to just get you know, everybody's different. Uh, I definitely, as an adult, require like eight to nine hours of sleep. If I get under eight, I'm just not, I just don't function the same. And I know my little one needs a good 10 hours to really, you know, be well. So, you know, some people function well on six hours, but truthfully, everybody should get at least seven to nine. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, again, consistency is, you know, the key to everything. Try to have the same every night. I know it's hard, you know, on weekends, the kids want to stay up later. So they get just totally thrown off because you can go to bed at 830 Monday to Friday or Sunday to Thursday. And then what happens on the weekends, they want to stay up till 11. And then everything's just completely thrown off. But, you know, just I always say, just do the best you can try to be consistent, try to have a, a bedtime routine and, you know, do the best you can with staying within that hour, mm -hmm. you know, of bedtime each night. And it's the same for adults, you know, we want to try to reduce the screen time and that light, all of that good stuff. Yes. Um, and then hydration. <laughs> um, this is always interesting topic with my family, because I always, you know, talk to my parents about, you know, drinking enough water and dehydration and, you know, you can get a headache. And I'm like, it's dehydration. I know it, you know, you don't just get a headache for for no reason. It's typically something being off in your in your body in your system. And most of the time, it can be cured with just drinking enough water. Um, so I always suggest, you know, you know, those cups that are marked, um, that you typically will use if you go out, you know, like the big yes. water bottles. Mm -hmm. They're good even inside the house. I actually just bought like mine aren't marked, but I bought like nicer cups, like they're big tumbler cups and they're about 20 or 22 ounces. So I know that that's what it is. And I try to make sure I have at least three of those a day and that my daughter has at least two of those a day. And then at least I know we're really getting, you know, at least half of our body weight or so. Um, but for those who like just hate water, um, you definitely can eat some of your water intake with, you know, some fruits and vegetables like watermelon or broccoli, spinach, grapefruit, lettuce, cucumber, celery, carrots, those all have over 90% water. So it's a great way to also eat some of your water intake. Yeah, that's a great tip. And I, I love the, the, the big cups. I, I re actually just in January, I, I really be started to get mindful about my water intake. I, I was, 
you know, I do suffer from migraines and it was one of the things that I said, you know, I'm going to really focus on this, um, on, on my water intake and see if it helps out. And it, it definitely does. You know, I still, I still have, you know, migraines here and there, but I definitely noticed a decrease, um, just by paying attention. Cause you, you could go all day sometimes and you just don't pay attention to, to how little you're really drinking, you know, especially when you're so busy running around and, um, it's something that you just forget to forget to do. Exactly. And if you go out or you're, you know, doing carpools or you're running errands, take water with you because it's so easy to be out for two hours and just not have yeah. water on you. And then you're just, it, that's right there. You're forgetting to drink. And, and again, I'm guilty of it. So I'm, I'm, de- I'm definitely not perfect in, in any of these areas, but I'm always trying to improve. Um, and interesting that you even said that about migraines, because that is, it's really, really true. You have to stay hydrated. And, you know, again, that also goes back to eating well, because I actually have a couple of friends um, on my team, actually, who have suffered from migraines, and they've really improved with the change in their diet and, and what they're eating and everything. Yeah, so we can. Well, I definitely love the the four pillars. And I think that families can really utilize utilize a lot of mindfulness practices to help apply to those to those pillars. Now today, we're really going to focus in on nutrition. We're soon actually in a couple of weeks, I'll be having, uh, there'll be an episode um, all about sleep. I'm having on a sleep specialist. So we'll definitely get to that pillar uh, when I have her on. Uh, but I really want to focus in on the nutrition pillar. And um, I would love to just dive into a few tips around mindfulness and healthy food that you might give mm-hmm. for, for families on, on how they could really, you know, encourage their kids with, with healthy eating? Sure. Um, so I, number one, um, I think that, you know, cooking together is a really, really great thing. If you have a child or children that are willing to be in the kitchen with you, um, I love just making it an activity and, you know, it is a little bit more time consuming when you want to get creative or if your child decides that they want to take the reins, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that it's tricky because I'm actually very territorial in my kitchen. And like when I know what I'm making, I just want to make it. I want to do it myself. But sometimes I have to set that aside. And, you know, as a full time working single mom with the secondary side business, I know more than anyone how, you know, it's hard when, when time is of the essence, but it's worth it because number one, you're making memorable experiences. So that's great. Um, but you get to engage with your kids and you let them get creative and let them be your little chefs. It makes them more excited about eating the food that they made. So it kind of also gives them a sense of empowerment, um, and, you know, in a positive way, of course. And it also keeps them off the screens, which is (laughs) positive these days with all the virtual learning that they're doing. Right. Um, so like we've done, I'll give you a couple ideas. For instance, we have done, um, like egg, instead of just making normal eggs, one day we decided let's get muffin tins and we'll make little mini egg muffins and we'll take out, you know, different toppings, peppers, onions, mushrooms, tomatoes, whatever it is that you like and whatever, you know, maybe there is a new vegetable that you can say to your child, like, Hey, you don't normally eat tomatoes, but what if we just throw one in this little muffin and see if it maybe tastes better after it's cooked through and it's in a muffin and you don't even realize. Um, So something like that, So egg muffins are a great thing. They're so easy because you just pour them right into the muffin tins. It's a breakfast, it's a lunch, it's a snack. We even do breakfast for dinner sometimes. 
So um, that's great when you're just short of time and you just want to either make pancakes or you want to make eggs. Um, those are some fun things. My daughter today actually asked me if we had any avocados. She's like been dying to try avocado toast because she sees me mm -hmm. eat it. Um, so that's another thing, you know, they see what we do. And if we're sitting and we're eating like, you know, tons of crap, yeah. <laughs> they're going to want to eat that. Or if they see you drinking soda, they're going to be like, Oh, let me try that. So, you know, we do have to try to model our behavior and, you know, just so you know, I was not always this way. <laughs> I'm very, very unhealthy. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll tell you that after. But um, something else that's super cool is we have a, um, we grow our own food. So we have actually a vertical um, tower, a vertical garden in our kitchen. And before we had that, Ava would never touch kale, arugula, bok choy, basil, she wouldn't, I mean, the only thing she really would try was lettuce because it was kind of like bland. Um, but now because we're growing it, I wish you guys could see this right now because I'm staring at it. Um, I actually took it apart, cleaned it and just restarted growing. And it's just about four or five weeks now. And it's amazing. I can make a huge salad right now. Um, and it's really interesting when you grow your own also to see the difference in how green everything is. It makes you realize that when you go to the supermarket, how just how many like how many of the nutrients are kind of like sucked out of it by the time it goes from, you know, where it's grown, when it hits the factory, then the truck, then the market, by the time it gets there, it just loses so many of its key nutrients. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool to, to be able to grow your own. So if you have that opportunity, whether it's, you know, just planting your own stuff, or if you want to talk to me about my tower, I'm happy to, you know, share on that. It's just really, really cool. And it's worth, you know, every penny. Uh, it was a Mother's Day gift I bought myself about two years ago. <laughs> and it's great. And it's paid for itself. Because, you know, I know what I spend in the market. And I know how much I've thrown away. I mean, how many times do you go and buy, you know, basil or spinach? And, you know, if you don't use it in two or three days, it's yeah, bad. That's so true. Yeah. Right. Um, and you can also use greens, um, even you know, not just for, you know, just to eat in a salad, but you can saute them so they can go with anything that you're making, whatever the dinner is. Um, I saute bok choy all the time and have that with salmon. Um, I use the greens, I'll throw them into my morning smoothies and you would never even know they were in there ever because it's such a minimal mm. amount, but it's enough that you can throw it in with some frozen fruit and you don't even taste it, but at least you're getting a little bit of that green. Yeah. I love both of those tips. Um, first, let's just go back to cooking together. Uh, it really is uh, such a great way to connect with your kids, to get in the kitchen. You're working together, you know, for a common purpose, right, to, to create this, this meal that your family is going to enjoy together. So I think that is um, a really, really great tip. Uh, and I know what you're saying. I totally understand that people are don't have a lot of time and sometimes it definitely um, can add a few extra minutes and, um, you know, you really have to really be patient and go into it, uh, with an open mind and sort of like, know that, you know, it may not just come out. They, the slices might not be perfectly, you know, my daughter loves to, my six-year-old loves to, um, slice the cucumber for the salad. And, you know, sometimes Aww. they're like super fat and sometimes they're super skinny and, you know, so, you know, <laughs> They all taste yeah, the same. they taste the same. That's absolutely right. And so 
but it's great for her. Like she loves it. She says actually she wants to be a chef now um, that I've been bringing her in the kitchen more. She, she absolutely enjoys it. And, and I definitely think that when they're part of the process, just like anything, they're more willing to, to try things and to, you know, if they feel like they were part of the choices and in, in picking the different vegetables and, um, you know, even going to the grocery store, which with COVID, I know that I've been a little more hesitant in taking my kids, you know, in, in public places like that. But as we, you know, get more and more safe, I think that's another really great opportunity is to take your kids to the store with you and let them choose some things that they want to maybe try to make or find recipes together and, um, it can be a really nice way to connect with your family. So I, I love that tip of, of cooking together. Yeah. And I agree with you on the supermarket because pre COVID that was like, that was yeah. our outing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll make, you know, the day I'll make a list, we'll go to the store and then I'll always say, are there any special things that you'd like that you want to either get or make? And, you know, we'll go home and be creative and my daughter too, like yours, she wants to open a cafe one day, you know, we'll see if that right. sticks, but add it on her brain. She wants to have a healthy cafe that, you know, she offers pastries, but also, you know, gluten-free options. And these are all things that she probably never would have thought about, right? right? If we didn't have these discussions and, and look at, at healthy options. Yeah, I love that. And then the, the growing food, gardening and growing your own food. I mean, the process alone of gardening is, is a mindful practice, right? The, the getting your hands in the soil and the planting and, and all of that, that alone is, um, is a great activity for, for anybody to do, uh, who wants to have that mindfulness practice. You have to be in the present moment when you're, when you're doing that, but for the kids to see that process and to really tend to the garden and, and, you know, pay attention and watering it and, and seeing those things grow and how, you know, then we can make food from it. It's really the whole process is, is a beautiful, mindful uh, process. So I, I love that tip too. Mm-hmm. Although ours, we, we've taken a few shortcuts on ours because, because it is soilless and it waters oh, that's itself. Well, just them watching but, it. Um, but, but, but we did put it together ourselves. And when, you know, if you saw it, you'd say, wow, really? And we put it together in 15 minutes it out, you know, itself. And, you know, we'll plant the seeds together and figure out like, what do we want to grow mm-hmm. this, you know, this time, or if we want to remove something. So there's still right. a process. Yeah. And all of that harvesting, harvesting it as it grows and pulling it, and, you know, figuring out what are we going to do yeah, with it? It sounds really, really neat. Really- my my husband is the is the gardener in in our house I I don't have that green of a thumb but um he he loves gardening and um my two older kids who are now 15 and 17 talk about all the time um you know this in a we've moved since but in our old house we he had a really really big garden and he had a a strawberry garden and they talk about all the time uh, about that garden and working on it with him and then harvesting the strawberries and you know that was a long time ago they were probably two two and four at the time and and you know it's it's a time that they still go back to it's a memory that they have and um you know it it was really a really nice way that that they connected with him and and working on that yeah so I definitely see that's the 
fact that they're pulling that out from over 10 years ago. Yeah, it's incredible. It's, it's really a nice way to, to create those memories with your kids. And, and, you know, it's, it's a healthy, a healthy way to do it too. So that's great. Exactly. We actually, something else fun that we do is uh, we actually host a monthly sweet treat zoom on the first Thursday of every month with some girls from um, my team, with my company, and each one of us alternates making kind of a healthy-ish <laughs> item, uh, incorporating our vanilla and chocolate plant-based powder that we all love. And it's fun because my daughter takes part in it. She loves, you know, it's, she feels like she's on TV. Oh, I love it. <laughs> she takes over and, um, you know, there's other people who participate, but it's nice because there's, you know, three to four of us that alternate. We all make something fun and then we'll post it on social media for people to see afterwards. And sometimes we even have one, we have another girl who sometimes her daughters cook with them with her too. So, and they'll invite their friends and they watch it and like the whole family can watch it. And sometimes they'll cook alongside us. You know, sometimes they'll say like, tell me what you're making in advance and maybe I can make it too while, while the zoom's going on. So we try to make it interactive. Yeah, I love fun. that. And, and, you know, with, with uh, COVID, I feel like it's, it's one of the positive things that have come out of COVID is that we've gotten more creative about connecting using things like Zoom. And I, I know that uh, when we weren't able to, you know, my kids weren't able to see their grandparents, you know, we did a few things like that, where we got onto Zoom, and, you know, they, they were have, making their meal, and we were making our meal, and we sort of did it together. And, and it, that was like a really a fun experience. And so, yeah, you can even, you know, cook with family members that live far away or that you can't see right now. So that's a fun idea too. Oh yeah. People are saying that they're like zoomed out, but the truth is if people are still not ready to, you know, be in person or they can, or you, like you said, you're far away or family's far away. Why not? Like it's, it's the way of staying. If we can't be physically connected, it's such a great way to still stay yeah, socially it connected. Is, it is. So mentally, you need to have that. It's still, you know, I think some people are just like this screen, but listen, it's still a way to stay. Connected yeah. And I people, think if there's so a lot. difference between the, just sitting in front of the screen and staring at the screen and doing something interactive while you're cooking and talking and, you know, it, it, that changes it that can change it a little bit, you know, rather than just sitting and, and listening to something on the screen or, you know, the kids watching videos, you know, I'm still doing, I'm still doing a lot of yoga classes through zoom and, and, um, you know, at least the kids are, are active and they're up and they're moving and, and we're, you know, having a dialogue, um, through that practice. Yeah. So I think, yeah, if you can get creative, I, I know it is hard though, being on the screen so, so much, but, I think using it in the right way is, you know, still really beneficial. Definitely. I'll have to get my daughter on, you know, one of your yes, definitely. <laughs> so I'd love for you to tell us a story about a transformation of either you want to talk about your own family or a family that you've worked with that started using some of these tips and, you know, how, how it worked out for them. Sure. Um, well, I'll start with myself because I know I mentioned earlier that I was not always like this. And, you know, I, I like to say, you know, the truth, I'm, I'm really just an ordinary person. Um, I'm not a nutritionist or a dietitian, but why I like to share this is because I think it's relatable. And I think that there are a lot of people like me who, you know, want to maybe 
do better and, you know, maybe create better habits and lifestyle changes. And, you know, we're not getting any younger. Um, you know, I'm, I'm almost 43. And I was so unhealthy. I mean, when I tell you, I've always been like relatively thin. So like, if you looked at me, you might not think like anything, you know, of it, but I ate hot dogs and fried chicken all the time. <laughs> I never ate vegetables. I was other than cucumbers. Um, I had such high cholesterol, which obviously that makes sense based on the fried foods and hot dogs and nitrates. Um, but I was bloated every day. It was just part of my life. Like people thought I was pregnant when I was like in my twenties, when I was just, you know, cause I was this skinny girl with this big belly all the time. Um, I had always like that daily slump, like two, three o'clock, just like wanting to nap or need a snack. Um, I had problems with regularity. I mean, I could mm -hmm. go on and on. I now am ingesting fruits and vegetables every single day. Um, the entire rainbow. And it's really shifted my mindset because you eat what you crave. So if you eat a ton of sugar, you'll crave it, right? If I drink one glass of wine, I typically want a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> it all kind of works hand in hand. So it's really no different with healthier food. So because I found a way to flood my body with the nutrients of close to 30 fruits, vegetables and berries every single day for a few years now, my body now craves those healthier foods. So at night, when I would typically go and reach for sour watermelon slices, I'm now reaching for like my fruit and vegetable gummies if I want like a candy like snack, but I'm, I'm okay with that because I know that they're healthy. Um, or if I find I actually sometimes just find myself wanting something juicy. Um, and I'll go for an orange or I'll go for a grapefruit. Um, so I was like, never really that kind of person who would eliminate any like I wasn't one to sit like go on any kind of crash diet or fully eliminate every, you know, something like I'm never going to eat meat or I'm never going to eat gluten. I'm, I'm not into that, but I do find that reducing things. Um, and like you said it earlier, um, you know, one little step, right. If it, creating habits. So if I reduce things like gluten or I reduce processed foods, it helps make it easier to eliminate them if I needed to or wanted to. Um, so I've also started eating less meat. Um, my, significant other just decided to go plant-based last year. Um, he has high blood pressure and he's just said, I want to try and see if it makes me feel better. And he did. And it does. And, you know, it wasn't for any, like, you know, it wasn't about weight loss. It was really just about feeling better. Um, I think it was after we watched the game changers. <laughs> um, and it made, and he's actually a prime example because he has thought it was like an experiment and he wasn't going to eat meat for like a month or two. And now we're at a year and a half and he feels so much better. He doesn't miss it at all. Like he'll, you know, his kids will like, will eat steak or, you know, we'll sometimes have meat in front of him and it doesn't, it doesn't bother him. Like he doesn't want it. Um, so he's really a good example because he's, you know, shown that like, you know what I, I did it. I now feel better and I don't even want it anymore. Um, and he's, you know, a big fan. He drinks, you know, a smoothie with me, our, our plant-based smoothie every morning. He loves them. It starts his day. It's fuel. It gets you going. Um, so, you know, and, and there's ways of even doing that. Like, you know, we talked earlier about sensory issues. If, um, you know, sometimes kids don't like smoothies. So I've actually started putting them into popsicle molds. And um, I've told a lot of parents that actually, and it's a great dessert or snack any hour of the day. And you don't, have the guilt. 
um, because it's healthy. So that's a great option. So for me, the transformation really is just that the more the, the better you eat, the more you crave it. And it really starts to become a lifestyle and it all works hand in hand. So I can't just say, oh, it's because these products that I'm taking that I'm, you know, totally changed. Well, sure, they were basically the jumpstart to change my mindset. And now I also have this whole community of people that I am talking to on a daily basis that give me so much information. I mean, we have on our team a lot of nutritionists and doctors and nurses and physical therapists and psychologists and masseuses. And, you know, I'm connected to all these people now that if I do have a question, like, you know, if somebody tells me like yourself that, you know, they, they suffer from migraines, I could probably give you 10 different stories of people who tell me, you know, how their life has changed now from, you know, eating more fruits and vegetables and, you know, drinking a lot of water and how migraines are not as bad anymore. So, you know, it's just really about taking baby steps and, um, you know, just, I, I actually, sorry, I have one more <laughs> thought of somebody. I know you said if there was anybody else, like I, I have a friend who's a, um, a physician's assistant and he said that there wasn't a year of his life that he didn't get sick. He always got the flu every single year. And last year, meanwhile, we're in COVID times, right? Well, after being a customer of mine, he was so excited. It was the first year he thanked me. It was the first year that he didn't get the flu and actually said he went the entire winter without getting sick. So he attributes it to, you know, just this, this intake of, you know, all of these nutrients in his body every day. So, you know, that leads to, to healthier living. Yeah. Hopefully one way yeah it's, <laughs> a, it's a it's definitely just like you said about sort of shifting your mindset of um you know and paying attention right uh, you know this podcast is about being mindful uh and giving tips about being mindful and what what mindfulness really means is you know paying attention to the present moment and a lot of time oftentimes i don't think people are paying attention like i said with our water intake we're just we just don't pay attention to it and i think the same thing with our our nutrition we just don't necessarily pay enough attention to it or when we're we're eating we're just quickly eating and whatever we can grab and, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just being mindful of, of what you're putting into your body. And then, like you mentioned earlier, modeling that for your children, you know, mindfully choosing and eating the rainbow and all of those things is are, are really great tips. And I love, you know, like what we had said, just take small steps and, and start, you know, start, start with one thing and then you can, you can build on that. Yeah. And, and you're really right. You know, mindfulness I think that's another positive. You mentioned earlier, we were talking about different positives of, of COVID. You know, I think it has made people be more aware of being mindful because we are so busy and now we're wearing so many hats and doing so many different things. And I think we all feel busier than ever mm -hmm. without going anywhere. So we have to find time to be mindful of what we're eating, what we're doing, what we're saying, you know, and, and I think that's a huge thing. And I love that this podcast is all about that and helping, you know, to, to give ideas on how to be mindful. But I think a lot of it is slowing down. And I think if anything good has come out of this, it is slowing down and allowing yourself to be mindful of what you're putting in your body and what you're going to say to that person. And, you know, when you go to sleep, how to, you know, what to think yeah, about. Definitely. It's definitely 
slowed us down uh, a bunch and, um, you know, sort of given us new, new, a pause to, to really think, think about how we're living. Um, it's definitely a, a, a benefit that, that I want people to hold on to, um, you know, once we get, once we get to the other side of this, I hope that we, you know, we take that piece with us for sure. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what else, um, anything else, last things you want to share with our listeners and then let us know where they can connect with you. I will of course link your, um, your website, uh, in the show notes, but, but let us know, you know, any, any last things you'd love to share with us. Sure. Thank you. This has been so much fun. Um, I, I think I would just say, you know, whenever I'm trying to improve something in my health or my work or life in general, I try to look at my weaknesses because I feel like I can only go up from there. So if you kind of pinpoint what the problem is, it's so much easier to then find your solution. Um, so, you know, we're at war with disease, but we are in control of ourselves and what we put into our bodies. So we might as well just try to arm ourselves as best as we can. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm just I'm a normal, ordinary mom, and I feel like I can help so many others out there like myself who've really changed, you know, my mindset and my health picture and developed a passion while doing so. Um, and, you know, just one simple change can lead to a lifetime of sustainable changes one step at a time. Nothing happens mm. overnight, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's just uh, really important to remember we can look great from the outside, but what's going on on the inside is what really matters. So we want to always, you know, Keep that in mind and, and care about our insides. It's really important. So as Hippocrates once said, let the food be thy medicine. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you for sharing all these tips with us. And um, how about on social media? Can anyone give us their, your social media yes. handles where people can connect? Yes. For sure. So my uh, social media on Instagram is at mand, M-A-N-D then another D five, six. So it's manned D five, six. I also have, um, for anybody who's local to the West Essex, uh, area, Fairfield, Caldwell's Livingston, Roseland, Essex Bells. Um, I also run West Essex mommies and that's also Instagram and Facebook at West Essex mommies. Um, and then I'm on Facebook as well. Mandy M A N D I page P A G E P Janeiro D E G E N N A R O. And um, anybody's welcome to ever, you know, reach out through social media or call me or text me. I'm at 908-400-7321. Never, you know, hurts to have a conversation. I love to build relationships and you just never know where it well, can lead. Thank be. you so much. I really appreciate it again for you taking the time and sharing these great tips uh, for people to start taking some steps towards having healthier eating with their, their families. So yeah, if the diet, just I eat love well. it. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. I had a great time. Thank, thank you. you so much. That was a great conversation with Mandy. Here are some takeaways. One, start small, allow just a taste of a new food with no commitment to eating at all. Two, it may take up to 10 exposures of a food before your child will know if they actually like it. Three, sensory issues can increase the struggle to get your child to try new foods or eat certain types of foods. Four, 
most people do not get the proper number of servings of fruits and vegetables each day. Five, less than 25% of children and teens get the recommended one hour of physical activity every day. Six, sleep impacts our metabolism and our overall well-being. Seven, hydrate. Take that water to go. Eight, cooking together is a great way to connect with your children and to get them excited about healthy food. Nine, growing your own food is an exciting process to share with your children. Ten, start small when creating a new habit. And eleven, you'll crave what you eat. Eat healthy and your body will want more of that. I hope you all enjoyed this episode and you head out there and into your kitchens with your kids and start doing some cooking with them and being mindful about the food that you are putting on the table as a family. I will be back on Monday to continue this topic by talking about how we can be mindful at mealtimes. Hope you all are doing well, and I'll see you back here on Monday. Thank you for joining me on my mission to spread peace and joy by introducing children and families to the power of yoga and mindfulness. I could not achieve this goal without all of you listening and trying these tips with the kids in your life. If you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful, please subscribe and leave me a review. If you would also suggest this podcast to parents and teachers, I would be so grateful. If you would like to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Mindful Moments for Families and on Facebook at Kidding Around Yoga with Kelly. For more information on my offered programs, such as yoga classes for children and adults, workshops and professional development, and corporate chair yoga, visit my website at kiddingaroundyoga.com backslash Kelly. I'll see you all here on our next episode. But in the meantime, remember, take a deep breath.